What is up, gamers? Back at it again. You like the pause? Did the pause do it for you? I think it did it for me, though. Hold up, another pause. Okay, I'm done with the pauses. What's up, guys? I told you I'd be back for another episode. I said I wanted to do a bonus episode that was super freaking cool and did a lot of cool stuff. And I think I accomplished that slightly. So today, we're going to build upon what I already built. I'm making Fortnite 2. I am building my way to success to where I can see Astroworld live on Fortnite. Nah, I'm just I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I'm just doing another episode of Yu-Gi-Oh, bro. But um, I thought I'd talk about... Uh, kind of make like a part two to what I was kind of talking about because I had a lot of people um, inbox me about uh, like, hey, I'm trying to get my friend in the Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, can, is there is there any way like you can help? Like, tell us, tell us some stories about uh, how I got into Yu-Gi-Oh. And I think a good inspirational story helps a lot of people get back and I just want to shout out, uh, his name is Costa. He sent me the inbox, so I just wanted to give him a cool shout out. Uh, he was the one who totally inspired this episode. So if it goes completely right, just, I want you to pray to him tonight, okay? And tell him he's fucking sick, because he is. But anyways, um, so I'll give you a little background about my Yu-Gi-Oh! history. So um, one day uh, in elementary school, I uh, went to school one day. And I saw some kids playing with some cards. Um, And I was like, whoa, these look sick. Of course, I didn't know what any of them did. But I'm like, whoa, this is sick. Like, this is so cool. Like, look at all these monsters. Like, And they were were summoning, like, I think this was probably, like, 2006. I I don't remember a lot about that, but it was old beat-up cards, right? So my friend was like, oh, yeah, like, this is called Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and to me, I'm like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm like nine or something. I don't know how old I was. It was like six or five or whatever. I don't remember when. Um, but I was like, wow, this is so cool. So my friend's like, you can have this card. Um, and so he gave me a copycat. Um, if nobody's seen this card, the card is hilarious. Um, I love it. It's beautiful. But uh, he gave me copycat. So I rode back home from school. I was so excited. I was holding my little card in my hand like, yes, yes, yes. And then uh, I go home to my parents. I'm like, mom, dad, you have to buy me Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So my parents are a little religious, like a lot of religious. Um, So I wasn't allowed to do certain things as a kid. And, um, once they saw a copycat, which funny enough, it was probably the worst one they could have saw other than like another one. They're like, no way. This is like devil worship shit. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Like we're summoning monsters. So they wouldn't let me play it. Well, let's just say I went up to my friend and I was like, Hey, is there any way you could spot me some cards if I get you some money? And they were like, yeah, yeah, I can spot you. I mean, I forget we were like kids. But anyways, I found I found a way to get some cards. So he had some extra cards and he 
got his parents to buy him packs, and anything he pulled out of the pack, he just gave it to me. So I had this ragtag 40-card deck with, like, random stuff in it, and I loved it. And every day at school, we would just play and play and play. Well, um, after that, I moved. And I moved a little bit more rural area. So, like, I was kind of in the city, and then I moved a little bit, like, hour out outside of the city uh, where I live. So I live in Roanoke, and I moved to, like, Franklin County, which is, like, ironically, moonshine capital of the world. Um, but I moved outside of that. So I was there. And so, like, I was slowly growing up, you know. So I get to middle school, and I'm still kind of into it. And I met a friend who was still kind of into it. So um, we would buy structure decks and stuff and just play with them because um, I don't, I didn't know a lot of the rules, but I still knew, like, basic rules, right? And so for my birthday, I told my parents, like, hey, can I go to locals for my birthday? Like, this is what I want. This is, like, totally what I want. They're like – since it's your birthday and we slightly love you, we're going to take you to a $5 locals. And like, it was the, the, it was the time of my life. Right. So I was building a six samurai deck and this is right when the structure deck came out with the synchro monster. Um, cause that's what I, but this is like, I think I remember this is when XC's first come out. Cause my friend's sister actually played Yu-Gi-Oh two funny enough, and she was playing wind-ups, like pure wind-ups, just for fun, um, but we went, and it was such a fun experience, like, I mean, I totally got cheated out of some trance, I'm not gonna lie, so I had a black ship of corn, like a number 50 black ship of corn, and it was like the, the manga promo, and I traded it for like some commons and something, I was a big old dummy, I was like, ooh, cards, you know, but, uh, yeah, so I played six Samurais, and I had so much fun. Um, everybody was so nice to me. Like, it was a great experience. Um, and I did that for two years. So I never went to locals unless it was my birthday. So then after that, you know, you go through puberty, and you're like, oh, this isn't cool anymore, and, like, my dick's growing and shit. And, you know, like, I, I kind of, like, stopped playing it, but at the same time, I never stopped playing like, I would slightly keep up with it, and, like, I loved Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, still as a kid, like, I was still so interested in it. And, like, even going through high school, like, I would still sometimes buy cards just to have cards because I thought they were cool. And I I was just really interested. And all through high school, I was kind of like a closeted Yu-Gi-Oh! player. Like, I didn't want to tell anybody because, like, I was getting no bitches. But, like, at the same time, like, I, I kind of did want to, like, play Yu-Gi-Oh!, but I didn't know where to start. Um, I didn't know what to do. So I was like, I guess I'm just going to, like, stuck playing, like, online sim simulators sometimes. So this kind of happens. I'm in this little leaning mode. And then COVID hits. And as you remember, those first two weeks, it was bad. And at the time, I was a grocery store worker, and I still kind of am. Um... So I still had to be at work regardless. And it was, I remember the day COVID was like officially a thing. Um, I'd never been in that much of a like, pain. it was awful. 
lines were outside of the actual store that I was working in, and I've never seen anything like that before in my life. But um, after that, like, you know, you were stuck inside. You had all this time. Um, you couldn't inter- really interact with people, even though I didn't really interact with people. So I was like, I'm bored from playing, like, Call of Duty and, like, all this weird stuff. So I'm like, Yu-Gi-Oh, you know? Like, I always come back to the same concept. Like, I want something, like, I want Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> so I slightly get back into it. Um, I'm playing decks that I remember as a kid that I always loved. So, um, the, one of the reasons I have Ojamas on my uh, profile picture and stuff like that is because I always loved the Ojamas. I thought they were so cool. I love the concept. I remember watching GX the anime and Chaz was my favorite character. Like, fuck Jaden. We ain't, we ain't with the Jaden's like Chaz all the way. Um, but I loved the concept and I thought it was so cool. But I didn't like any of the arm dragon stuff, and I didn't like like the VW. I thought all that suit. I was like pure ojamas. So that's what I played for a while on like uh, dueling nexus. And then I was like, you know, I kind of want to get some physical cards. So being a big old dummy, um, I would just I worked at Walmart at the time, and I still do, but I. I saw, like, we would get cards in, like, the mystery boxes. So I'm like, oh, man, this is a perfect way to get back in the game. And I'm stupid, and I shouldn't have done it. But I was just buying mystery boxes just because, you know. So, like, obviously, you don't get anything good out of mystery boxes. People, if, if you're getting back, this, this is a tip, like, mid-podcast or whatever. If you're getting back into the game, please, 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 please. Please buy singles. Don't don't do what I did and try to buy random mystery boxes and not get anything good. And yeah, just dude. Like, I know it's not as fun, and I get that. But trust me, like buying the singles off a website or buying them from someone is ten times better. You know exactly what you're getting. Um, there's no luck. Like it it's really just paying some money for some cards. And it doesn't have to be expensive stuff. But you know what you're getting. But I did not. So, of course, I just ragtag stuff, right? So, I remember I was researching locals, like online locals. Because, of course, this is still COVID, so I can't go anywhere or do anything. So, I'm like, okay, maybe I can try this. But I was like, what do I need to, like, get into the game? And this is something, again, I'm going to stop right here and kind of give, like, some good resources. So, usually when you go to a tournament, you're going to need three main things. A phone and the Neuron app. Um, That'll help you keep track of life points. Helps you look up cards and information that you need to know. Number two, you need card sleeves. You have to have card sleeves. Please buy card sleeves. And please don't buy dingy card sleeves. Just spend the $8 or $7. Get yourself some nice card sleeves. Those are going to protect your cards. Because you never know when Mizuki will be worth $3, which it is now. And then three, I needed a play mat. 
And so this is where my conundrum started. Because I knew nothing about Link monsters. I slightly remembered XC's monsters. Pendulum monsters, I just didn't know what was going on. I was like, what is this? What 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 Konami? What did you just print? What what what? So I spent a lot of time on YouTube uh, researching and I think a lot of different there's a lot of different guides on YouTube to like help you learn like some some of the newer stuff because I think a lot of times you're like going into locals you're like I don't need to know this and I think it's good to know it you may not fully understand it like for example pendulum monsters I still don't fucking understand pendulum monsters like I mean I understand what they do and yeah but there's they're just very confusing they're very confusing um but so I was like I got to buy a mat so as a kid I never had a mat until my friend's older sister gave me a battle pack epic dawn mat so I went on eBay and I paid ten dollars for that epic dawn mat, not knowing about the extra monster zone. Um, so I bought this mat and I was so excited and I'm practicing basically tabletop Yu-Gi-Oh, which is like slap down singing set to pass because I I didn't know what Yu-Gi-Oh was like, so. A little bit time goes by, and I look up card shops near me. So there's two card shops near me. There's Star City Games. And if you don't know, Star City Games is huge in the Magic the Gathering community. Like, they're huge. They host, like, huge tournaments. Like, they are the Magic the Gathering store. So as a result, they kind of got rid of Yu-Gi-Oh! for the most part. Like... They, like, honestly, they had to go through a rebranding because, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! players left, the Vanguard players left. It was literally a only magic store until it was, like, kind of losing its footing because people were like, yeah, magic's cool and all, but, like, there's other games. So they kind of switched it around. They're called Star City and Comics now because they sell comics and stuff like that, so they're doing better. Um, I still don't go there personally, but, you know, some people do. Um, so I saw Blade Gaming, and I was like, hmm, maybe I should try to message on their Discord, so they had a Discord, and this was when Konami first announced, this was a couple months go by, sorry, uh, this is when Konami first announced that they were allowing in-store play again, and my store, Blade Gaming, was like, oh yeah, like, Yu-Gi-Oh's reintroduced, right? Um, it would be a couple weeks, probably a month or two, honestly, because you, you really have an anxiety about like going to play in front of a bunch of people you don't know. And like, I think a lot of it is like the intimidation factor, right? Because I think most people are scared to get their ass kicked or like scared that some like dude is just going to be like, oh, you're so bad and like this, this and that. And, and there are some people like that. Absolutely. I will. A hundred percent tell you when I played Flunder at the regional, I got called every single name in the book and it was great. And I think going into a locals and doing what you really love, like nobody is going to do that to you. Honestly, 
when you go to a locals, people just really want to help you and they want to get people in the shop to play. Like, so I think the main thing that I was always scared about was like the intimidation factor. Like somebody's going to make fun of me. Cause like I was bullied as a kid. So for me, I was very scared of that same reaction, but I mustered up whatever courage I had. And I was like, I have to find a deck. And I was looking through my bulk cards that I got from the mystery boxes. And I started noticing there's a lot of dino wrestlers. So I look up a dino wrestler deck profile and up pops um, Dark Arm Duelist. And it's a deck profile for um, dino wrestlers. So I'm like, how much is this Dino Wrestler deck? You, ladies and gentlemen, and whatever you identify as, um, you can get the entire deck for like 10 bucks, 5 bucks at most. Like literally, and I wasn't even playing hand traps. I was playing no hand traps because, I mean, I didn't have hand traps. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just going to buy this deck. So I spent 10 bucks. I waited for all of it to come in, and I went to my first locals. Uh, my first locals, I got absolutely manhandled. I think the only funniest thing that happened was I summoned a Dino Wrestler King T-Rexel, and I beat over a Borholoid Savage Dragon. <laughs> I literally just beat over it. I thought that was probably the funniest thing ever, because he tried to activate something in the battle phase, and I was like, uh, you can't, buddy. Uh, that that was crazy that was the craziest day this was during like this was right before virtual world got big and like tri brigade so i forget what the format was like it was probably about a year and a half ago i'd say wait hold up let me think maybe i don't remember but i know it was before a lot of people were playing tri brigade virtual world at least at our locals so i remember um getting beat up right so uh i had a friend or a guy come up to me and he's like look i know you're new and i know you don't you think this dino wrestler deck is really gonna work out for you and he said i'm gonna be honest with you chief it's not gonna work out for you so i was like okay um well what's a good deck and he handed me my first ever slightly cool deck and that was salmon great um salmon great is another great deck i think i mentioned it in my in my last video or my last podcast why i say video um but salmon great is great for like beginners and like learning it helps you learn almost every function well except for uh pendulum and like fusion because i mean well actually you can make a fusion monster in salmon great you can make a ritual too unironically um, nobody plays it, but, but like that kind of helped me grab my footing. And, um, I think most players have like an extra deck that like, personally for me, I have extra decks that I give to people. So there's a guy at our locals who came in and I actually passed down the Salmon great deck and that was passed to me and I passed it back down because I think passing stuff down and giving people opportunity to like really learn is like perfect and it and it should always be like that um salomon great 
I liked it, but I didn't really like it. I wanted something new. So uh, one of my friends, new friends, uh, Jesse, uh, he's really cool. He's an OG of the shop. I go, he, he is like him and uh, Tyler, like the smartest motherfuckers I've ever met. Like they mega mine this shit out. Uh, he's an OG player. He played back in the day. Like he, he's, he's got all the mental capacity. And he was the one who was like playing this cool deck. And I was like, what is this? And he's like, this is Alter Geist. And I'm like, what does it do? And he's like, you just stun the opponent. And I'm just watching him just like pick apart this guy's board like really easily. Like he he's literally playing this shit perfectly. And I'm like, whoa, this is a cool deck. Let me pick this up. So I picked this up and I don't really like it. <laughs> I liked it, but to be honest, to me, it just didn't feel good. So I'm like, I really got to find a deck that suits me. So, the Mega Tens had just gotten released, and I I have another friend, Devin. He actually made the art of my podcast. Shout out to him. Um, he was like, "Why don't you try Virtual World? It's like twenty bucks." So I'm like, "Yeah, I'll spend twenty bucks on the Virtual World Core." So I spent twenty bucks, and I actually played it for a couple weeks and then our, our one of our first back to duel events I actually got second with virtual world and that was the first time I'd ever topped like a locals and I was like whoa this is crazy like I actually did good and that's just because I felt like virtual world was like my deck one of my decks like I was just like wow I kind of understand this a lot it makes sense to me um and then after that I kind of played a lot of rogue because I'm a roguey, right? I love rogue decks. Um, anything rogue, I just like adore it. I want to play it. Like like this format. I'm playing Brave, Sun Avalon, Therion, which I think some people consider it. And then I'm playing like Brave Zombie because I thought that was cool. I, I want to play like Brave Therion. Or no, sorry, Punk Therion. I was like, I'm just going to mill zombies. Um... But I was like, I need to find a deck that suits me, like, to the max. So then um, I'm watching, I'm starting to get more into Yu-Gi-Oh, right? I'm watching a lot more podcasts. Um, I started watching Top Cut podcasts. Uh, totally checked them out. Um, they helped me understand a lot of things I didn't. And they helped me, like, really understand, like, me what meta meant. What hand traps should I run? Like what is what what new cards were coming out that I could look forward to, and they talked about the Flunderese monsters, and to me, I was like, "Wow, this is really cool," but I wasn't sold on it until uh, one of the guys at locals, Jake, had the whole deck and he was playing it, and I'm like, "This is so cool! Like, I need to get this deck." So I grinded to get that deck. Let me tell you how many people I chased down for cards. I at The first week I played it, I didn't even have extras. I was playing with three duality and that was it. I was like, I'm playing the deck. Um, but slowly and surely, uh, I loved Flanderies and I still love it. It's probably my favorite deck. I played it for like almost three months straight. And then... Uh, my taxes hit, and I was like, you know what? I'm upgrading this this boy. So I bought three Prosperities just for that deck because I love that deck so much. 
And that kind of got me to where I am today. Like, uh, I felt like, I feel like I've grown a lot as a player. And I think for a lot of people, it should be about like loving what you're doing because you don't always have to be competitive. Look, I, you know, I sometimes can be competitive, right? But at the same time, sometimes I just want to have a week where I play Scareclaw, you know? Like, and I think a lot of people confuse the two because I think locals can be a fun opportunity too. You don't have to play like what everybody else is playing. You can play what you want. And nobody's going to sit there and criticize you or be like, oh, you're trash. Like, I think most people would be pretty inviting. And um, I know personally our locals, we have a jank week where every week – it's every couple weeks we'll just have a jank week where we just bring in the worst decks that we could possibly build. So uh, my favorite was uh, Jake, the guy who brought Flunderies. Um, he played Sword Soul, but all of extra deck monsters were bad. <laughs> so he he was he was playing Sword Soul, but he would make like um, oh my god, what did he make one time? Oh yeah, he made uh like Leo, the master of the trees and stuff like that. Like the really bad monsters you don't want to play. And then uh, actually at our recent Jake week, um, Jesse played like assault mode turbo, which I thought was pretty funny too. Uh, I love that so much. And, and I think like as a player, like it's, it's good to have like those breaks because I know how I can be stepping into a new environment where you don't know anybody and you're just like, man, I got to win, you know, I got to be the best where it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be like that. You know, like you can have fun. The, the point of a card game is to have fun. Right. And if you're not having fun playing it, it's not really doing anything for you. And so that's why I always recommend, like, even if you're feeling a little like anxious and nervous, like you got to take that first step. Even if you're playing something bad that you think is like, Oh, I'm going to get wiped. You know what? Going in and having fun, even though you're getting wiped is the best. And that's how I got better. I came in every week and I got the floor wiped every single time. But then after getting the floor wiped enough times, I started getting better and slowly building myself. And I, and I think that's what every player should do. They should just jump in because a lot of times you won't take that step because of the anxiety, because of that. And, and I think you're missing out on so much opportunity. And I definitely think that as a player, you're going to grow and you may turn so from a casual to a competitive player. Like I turned from a very casual player, like play whatever I want to like now, like I actually think about what's in the meta. I actually think about hand trap lineups, you know, I'm actually buying nice cards. Bless up my bank account. Thank you. PayPal and four. Um, but I just think that every player has a different journey, but I think it all starts with locals, right? And if you've got anything from this episode, um, my one thing is to tell you is to go to locals and experience for yourself. Go have some fun, meet some new people, and you never know. You might find your new friend group like I did. I never thought that I, in a million years, I would go to a locals and I would want to go back every Thursday, every Saturday because, like, it's hanging out with, like, a bunch of friends. That's always what it is you know and that's i that's why i love Yu-Gi-Oh because it brings people together over something that we remember in our childhood or now it's something competitive that we can all 
look forward to. And even if you don't want to be competitive, there's a casual aspect for it. You can always play speed duels, you know? You can always play jank. Like, dude, there's this guy at our locals who plays Raid Raptor all the time, and I never understood it, but, you know, it's cool. Like, tell me how many Raid Raptor players you're going to see. But, and that's why I think that if you can take away anything from this message, go to locals, experience it for yourself, then make your decision if you don't want to do this anymore. But I think you'll find really easily that the decision's pretty easy. You're, you're going to want to go back. I, 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 highly, I highly recommend. But that being said, thanks for me letting me ramble for 30 minutes about Yu-Gi-Oh! and my backstory. So did you like it? I, I thought it was a cool backstory. Um, I'm not like the Joker or anything. Like, I don't have like this cool, like, or like Batman where my parents died or anything. Like, they're not dead. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it was a cool experience and I'm very happy. Um, keep a lookout. Um, I have a deck profile of myself coming up soon. Um, from DJ Plays YGO, uh, Guider Locals, please check him out. Um, he's super cool. Um, there's actually a going second invoked list up right now, and it's hilarious. So please give it a look. He got top eight, bro. The list is great. Okay, the list is absolutely amazing. Shout out Lance. Lance and Will made the most bonkers list of all time. But with that being said, get your game on. And high five the sky. And also pendulum summon because people do that